0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Oh, Jack. Jack O'Hara. Boy, you asking me
1: some interesting questions, my man. It's a great question, Jack. Jack, hey, it's Josh Rader. Hey there, Jack O'Hara. It's Johnny Damon. Jack, you had questions for me. Jack O'Hara? Absolutely. This message is for Jack O'Hara. Jack, how are you? Hey, Jack. Jackie, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's going on, Jack? Uh, listen, man, you know, you you, you asked me a couple questions. Live and broadcasting around the world, you're listening to The O Show. In the show and uh, doing your thing. I mean, you've got some pretty big name guests. I've seen your, your stuff, so congratulations on your success. Jack O'Hara. A much nicer guy than Conan O'Brien with much better interviewing skills. Don't forget to share this episode on your social media. Now, let's get to it.
0: I am so bummed. I forgot to get my girl tickets
1: for the show tomorrow, and now it's sold out. It's her freaking birthday. Oh, dude, she's totally gonna break up with you. She's definitely gonna break up with me. Should've used TickPick. Wait, what'd you say? TickPick. Look. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. What? There are no hidden fees. What'd you guys think I said? Oh, TickPick. Pick, no hidden fees. Download today.
0: I know it's been way too long, like what, eight days? Eight days, but
1: at least better than you know the months that we let go. The uh, Four months you know, with that our busy we've done time. Time hiatus. Yeah.
0: Nobody heard exactly. From well, exactly. What happened in those eight days, though? Yeah, I mean a tremendous knocked uh, Jorge Masvidal's lights out. I think Joe Rogan's expression told the entire story of how that fight went.
1: Yeah, I mean the the whole commentary table's expressions for almost all the. Uh, title fights were just you know crazy and i think also with the the fans being back i think that elevated their reactions as well just because you know crowd making all that noise i'm sure they're you know got chills running down their spine and it was just that more intense um you know when i saw the knockout i got up and i was yelling you know that was a, a knockout that got me pretty you know um psyched i guess you could say uh which doesn't always happen you know Sometimes it makes me shut up, or sometimes it gets me energized. And this one certainly got me energized and uh, beautiful. It was a match. knockout
0: like for the agent, or do you think it was just hyped up because it was the first 100% capacity crowd that they've had in, in a year and a half? You know, there was a lot of finishes and knockouts on this card. You know, and
1: maybe uh, there was a little bit more of a sense of urgency for the fighters, or you could say um, that, or just there was just a lot of knockouts, you know, but I would certainly say that, uh, the knockout was great. You know, when he watched it, it was just how hard he hit him was also, you could just see how hard compared to, you know, like a TKO. And, uh, I think that played a big impact too. how well of a knockout it was. And especially for Usman, um, that was a little bit new, you know, we've seen him stop people, but the way he knocked out, jorge masvidal it was devastating you know and uh that's something that could potentially impact masvidal you know moving forward
0: yeah so what's the dealio when it comes to both guys so obviously usman will move on to his next challenger but jorge again did not look pretty for him i mean you you lost to one of arguably the best fighters in the game today but at the same time like where does he fall now
1: well that's the thing i mean that's two title fights that he is lost in a row. You know, he lost to Usman back in the summer, uh, by unanimous decision. And now he got knocked out pretty bad. I didn't think he looked horrible in the first round, but, uh, Usman brought, you know, some new things to the table and ultimately got the job done. And now, you know, I don't think he touches a title fight any, you know, anytime soon, as long as Usman's champion, I think it's more so of a, you know, a big fight name type thing for him next, you know, He's got to fight guys with the bigger names, which can draw, you know, eyes and, and get the payday. You know, that's really all there is for him.
0: What else was on that card that was worth noting? Um,
1: Rose Namajunas picking up the belt, uh, beating Zhang Weili. Uh, great knockout in the first round. Also had the commentary table, you know, on their feet going crazy. Uh, beautiful head kick finish. And what's interesting is, is, you know, Rose was the champion before lost the belt, uh, by a little bit of a freak, uh, slam on her head from Jessica Andrade who, uh, ended up losing the belt to Wei Lee. and, you know, Rose now, you know, built her way back up, got the belt back. So, you know, it's interesting cause that was a little bit of a fumble, uh, you know, in her path. And, uh, now that she picked up the belt back, it really shows that, you know, I, she's the best weight in the women's division arguably ever, you know? So, and especially beating Whaley, because a lot of people thought, you know, Whaley was the best woman's weight fighter, you know? Okay. And I think that, that is due to both fighters beating, um, Joanna John Jaycheck. And, you know, I think that they, when I say they, um, media fans, you know, they, they hold the, the meter, of how good the fighter is, is what, how they well they do against Ioana. So these both fighters have beat her, and now, you know, Rose beat Wei Li. So you could argue that she is the strawweight cr- queen of all time, you know?
0: When was the last time that every single fight on the main card was via TKO, via knockout? Because for the uh, first time in yeah. having fans, like, 100% capacity inside a, a big arena like that, and to have five different very surprising and exciting knockouts like that is huge for ufc business
1: i know especially on pay-per-view you know it it is a little crazy and maybe you like i said before and you know you mentioned you could credit it to the fans it might have brought a little extra adrenaline that the fighters just weren't used to uh beforehand but it is a little crazy and I, i i'd have to go back and look through each individual card and see um you know, when the last time a whole main card ended in all finishes, uh, especially KOs or, or TKOs. Um, but yeah, I mean, all, and especially all three title fights too, ending in uh in stoppage as well. Valentina Shevchenko beating Jessica Andrade in pretty dominant fashion as well, you know. Uh, a lot of people thought that Andrade would bring her some new uh, issues, proposed some new challenges and Chevchenko pretty much just did what she wanted the whole entire fight and got the job done in round two. You know, all these finishes as well on, uh, in these title fights ended fast. They ended within the first two rounds and, uh, amazing stuff.
0: So Anthony Smith kicked it off. Five minutes. All it took was him, and then Hall just absolutely annihilates Weidman. Seventeen seconds. Did left. you did you see the Did you see what happened to Weidman? His no. leg. So remember
1: Anderson Silva's horrible injury to his leg when he kicked oh, uh, No. When really. he kicked. When he kicked Chris. Weidman, it, it's very very ironic, and it was the first thing that I thought of. So when Anderson Silva kicked Chris Weidman's leg and and you know broke his leg. Uh, in half. Ironically, Chris Weidman, the first strike thrown in the fight against Uriah Hall, kicks Uriah Hall in the leg, Uriah Hall checks it, and Chris Weidman's leg just snaps right in half. Uh, So, so horribly gross and horrible to watch. Um, And, you know, Weidman's a guy who's getting, you know, towards the end of his career. You gotta wonder how much this is gonna impact him and if he can make a return It's going to be about a year probably before he can really compete again. Um, So this is going to set him back horribly. And also, you know, Uriah Hall, that's got to be horrible to be on the other end of, you know, and being in there and and being a part of the cause of that. It's got to mess with your brain a little bit. So I wouldn't recommend watching.
0: Weidman's been roughed up a few times like that, though. Wasn't it him that just got knocked around by Yul Romero? Oh, yeah. Yeah. MSG. Yeah, he's he's been on the he's been in uh he's been on the
1: the short end of the stick a lot of the times as far as getting banged up and and getting unlucky with stuff and uh, maybe winning fights and then you know losing somehow and and dealing with injuries and stuff. So yeah, he's had a rough tail end of his, his career after uh, losing you know the title when he had it. So.
0: This had to Tough be a stuff. relatively uh, quick card then, quick pay-per-view, because Valentino wins in the second round. Uh, yeah, it moved fast. It moved fast.
1: I mean, all, you know, relatively quick stoppages. You know, the main card will always start at 10. They always time that. But uh, it wasn't one of those fights where, you know, the main event on a, on a triple header of a title, you know, card starts at like, 1 30 in the morning it wasn't like that you know so it it was an earlier night uh considering some past uh events where there's three title fights and the first two go to decision and that's 25 full minutes of fighting
0: so uh, us as fight fans like if we purchased 500 hundred dollar tickets for this event i don't know what these stubs were uh, listed as for this fight because it is a big fight that happened at 261 at least you know the way the main card played out all these fights last under, you know, the, the the most time, I think, what, round two? Was it one of the women's fights that lasted the yes. longest? First fight, uh, first, first card that is 100% capacity, it's cool. No political BS with Dana White, which you gotta love. You gotta respect that. Do you, uh, would that be worth it to you as a fight fan? Like, getting in and out of there from probably, like, less than an hour watching that fight? Or those five fights?
1: So, yeah, I mean, I'm not 100% sure uh, what the cheapest ticket was uh, for this event. But seeing how it went down, I mean, I don't know. I I think it would probably be worth it. I mean, the the co-main event and the main event alone, just what happened probably would have been so electric and unbelievable to be in that arena watching that. So, 500 is a lot. Would I say it's worth it? Honestly, it probably would have been. Probably would have been worth it. Um, But then again, I'm not 100% sure how much they were. They were probably around that because it was the first event back being full capacity um, and sold out super, super fast. So I'm sure that it was probably around that.
0: Full capacity, no masks either for this paper. Which is awesome, in my opinion. Awesome to see. It'll be interesting to see what the ripple effect is for other companies. Because WWE has been doing the Thunderdome for about a year now. It'll be interesting to see if they look at that and be like, hmm, interesting. I wonder how many cases came back from that. Like if they were testing anybody, if anybody got tested afterwards. Because that's probably like 20,000 fans who are, again, on Dana White's side. Like no political BS. Like we really don't care at this point. If you want to stay home, stay home. If you want to go out, go out. Do whatever the hell you want. I agree. And I think that that was
1: probably a part of it too. And, uh, you know, we didn't really hear any ripple effects, uh, as far as being negative. And I think we would have already, if we were gonna, but like you said, they have a like mind with, uh, Dana White, you know what I mean? So I think if there was some positive cases afterwards, they probably weren't making a big deal about it, you know? And, um, the one negative thing that I did hear, uh, and Dana White actually posted about it. Was uh, the Las Vegas uh, news report came out with a article, you know, kind of criticizing Dana White and the UFC for having a full capacity uh, event in Jacksonville, Florida, um, and kind of you know ripping on them. And and Dana White was pretty upset about it because of how uh, close the UFC and and Las Vegas has worked together and. Uh, you know, and they brought plenty of events there. You know, that was the fight capital of the UFC for a while. Still pretty much is. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, he was he was a little upset by that. And, uh, you know, he's going to have an event uh, there in the near future in UFC 264. And, uh, you know, Dana White has often said, you know, like, I want to help cities get back to, to normal. And by bringing, you know, a big event, filling restaurants, filling hotels, bringing business to the cities. It could, you know, help. So he he was a little upset by that, a uh, little bit of a backlash. And that's really all the negativity that I've heard of. Interesting.
0: I mean, that's typical. And yeah. you would have expected more given that. It yeah, yeah for up. sure. And I feel like Dana White, for everything that he said, I remember back in like the election, he supported Trump like publicly um now he's doing this like it's just you know respect it 100 but like he's got to expect all this backlash coming his way and there really hasn't been that much i feel like people have stayed quiet yeah
1: i agree and i think that it's just how the times are going i think we're moving towards back to normalcy and uh i think they're doing it the right way you know i think they're doing everything as safe as possible and uh there's not much to criticize because how are you going to criticize something that's being done so professional you know and the ufc is 100 percent professional in my opinion and i think that that's why maybe there hasn't been as much criticism because it's hard to find some you know
0: but jacksonville of all places too you know florida is just like its own entity during this yeah. thing right like it's yeah not, I, I picked that like you were saying mm-hmm. the, like hit the relationship with vegas and everything like yeah not that they have this fight in jacksonville of all places but It'll be interesting. I mean, the big fight, obviously, we've talked about is McGregor Poirier 3 in Vegas. So they'll be back there for the big stuff. That'll be 100% capacity as well. Um, As more and more places are starting to open up. And then obviously 262 coming up as well. I mean, UFC just continues to file out big fight pay-per-view after big fight pay-per-view. I mean, it's nuts how consistent they've been with big fight pay-per-views that the average fan would want to tune into. It's been nuts the role that they've been on. Yeah,
1: man, it's unbelievable. I mean, you said it right there. They continue to bring out great fights. And I think it's because of the level of athletes that they have. You know, they're having these fighters make names for themselves and they're letting their performances promote their own fighters. You know, they're letting their actions speak louder than their own words. You know what I mean? And they are promoting very well and advertising, I think, well and stuff. And, you know, their deals with sponsors and whatnot definitely help and bring eyes, but, you know, it goes back to that thing where MMA is just the sport that is rising to the top, at least in my opinion, you know, it's getting so many new eyes, and, uh, yeah, I mean, they continue to put on great fight cards, and UFC 262 is another example, and it's not like that they need a crazy amount of title fights, you know, they only have one title fight on this card, yet they have so many big fights on this card, and maybe even you could make the argument that the co-main event is just as big as the main event, you know, with uh, Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards as the co-main event, and the main event being Michael Chandler versus Charles Oliveira, because when you think about it, Charles Oliveira isn't the biggest name. I mean, I think people are starting to to know his name a little bit more over the past year after he beat Tony Ferguson, and now he's getting a title fight, and, you know, Michael Chandler also wasn't the biggest name previously fighting in, in Bellator got his name on the map after beating Dan Hooker, at UFC 254, uh, and now being in a title fight. So two guys now main, main eventing, you know, uh, a big pay-per-view, not the biggest, biggest names in the company, but you could see that, you know, on the undercard, big names such as Nate Diaz and then Tony Ferguson and and, you know, some others.
0: Yeah, I mean, Charles Oliveira to me is very interesting because like you just said, Average fan might not have heard of him that much, but, like, he is riding, like, so much momentum right now to the point where fight fans are very excited about this. Michael Chandler, obviously, in his UFC debut, there's a lot of people that doubted him for whatever reason. I think we were both on the same page of, like, Michael Chandler is going to come in here, like, red hot. Like, he could easily pick up this win. What was that, UFC? That was the McGregor Poirier 2 yeah. card. Where
1: he no, no no, that was uh two fifty-four. uh he beat Dan Hooker at two fifty-four uh when Habib faced Gagey. Oh really? Yeah. It was that long ago? Okay. But, oh, but- no, no. uh no no you are right. You are right. It was uh you're you're right. It was on, on Fight Night, uh not Fight Night, Fight Island, you're right. It was Poirier versus uh McGregor and Chandler, yes, I can't believe I mixed that up.
0: Well, was the other yeah, 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 it was all right. Just to confirm, you're right. In January, so it's a it, turnaround. You're right too. But this is going to be a fighter's fight. Like this is so cool to see both these guys. Like whoever wins, like it's going to be satisfying for the fight fan because both guys deserve it.
1: For sure, yeah, for sure. But I also think that the best lightweight in the in the division is not Michael Chandler or Charles Oliveira. If I'm being honest, it's and. and it's obviously Habib, but Habib's retired. So, you know, let's not mention him because it's inevitable. He is the best lightweight there is. But uh, I think it's either Connor or Poirier, if I'm being honest. Like, that is the real title fight, in my opinion, you know. And the UFC is just not making it that because they don't need to. Um, and, you know, it makes the fights a little bit bigger if they put the title on one of these guys before they allow the winner of McGregor and Poirier to fight in this, you know. Uh, fight, but uh, yeah. In my opinion, the best the best lightweight in in the UFC is Poirier or McGregor. Um, now that doesn't mean that Oliveira or Chandler couldn't potentially win against one of those. I think they're 100% uh very talented, and you know styles make matchups for sure. But um, it's interesting because I I do believe that Poirier or McGregor is the best in the lightweight. Is this a title fight? This is, yeah, this is for the lightweight title. Between Charles real and like the Lechon. interim belt? Nope, the real, the,
0: the one. This is Khabib's the title being on the line. Correct, That's correct. Yeah. Which is an easy thing to set up, because whoever wins this will face the winner, McGregor, Dustin. Well, yeah, exactly. Okay. And I think that it makes the fight a little bit bigger
1: as well. Both fights a little bit bigger. You know, it's, it's almost like a tournament when you think about it. You know, you got these two going to fight the winner of the next two. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think it, when you look into this fight, it, it's tough because you don't necessarily know how Charles Oliveira is going to do against a guy like Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler has crazy power, uh, yet Oliveira is very well rounded. And and Michael Chandler, you know, we only saw him once in the UFC, and uh, that was against a, a different opponent compared to Charles Oliveira. Dan Hooker is very different from Charles Oliveira. These two guys are going to, you know, clash together. Not that Dan Hooker didn't clash with Michael Chandler. It's just that he kind of was trying to pick him apart from the outside and Michael Chandler caught him with a strong hook. Uh, so I think we're going to see a much different fight and Oliveira is very willing to, to have this fight on the ground too. Um, so I think it could be, uh, you know, up and down, back and forth, on the ground, on the feet type fight, which is going to lead to only one thing and it could be a very exciting fight.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be exciting, and either way, I'm going to be happy. I don't know what your take is on that, because Mike, I think Michael Chandler would be cool to see him coming, because a lot of UFC fans were skeptical because, you know, you're coming over from Bellatoria. You're the king of the jungle over there, but this is an entirely different world. Comes in, beats Hooker in his debut, and now all eyes are on him in this main event against Oliveira, another up-and-coming guy that people want to see succeed. What, what's your take on that? Who do you want? Do you have a specific favorite in this, or are you just going to sit back and enjoy the
1: I'm most likely going to sit back and enjoy the fight, wishing I could be there, if I'm being honest with you. It's in Texas. Uh, no way I, I'll be there, but I, I wish I would. It would be a, a fight that I'd like to see, and I'm going to watch it, uh, you know, probably on the couch. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a tough one to pick who's going to win. Um, right now, I probably have to lead towards Chandler just because of his power, you know? Um, and I think that that could leave Charles Oliveira to have some issues. Both fighters are well-rounded, you know, and Going to be a dogfight because they both have good cardio and they both push the pace and move forward. I think Chandler might have a little bit of uh, more, the better cardio and, and a little stronger. And I think his power could pose a problem. Um, so I would probably lean Chandler, but I wouldn't really care who won. You know, I'm not really rooting for uh, either guy in this, if I'm being honest.
0: Either, like, the, how many options would there be? There'd be four different options. There'd be Oliveira, McGregor. There'd be Chandler McGregor, Oliveira Poirier, Olivera, no, 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 Chandler Poirier. Chandler Poirier, those, yeah. Those would be your four options for a mega lightweight title fight. And they're all great fighters fan fights. Like, those are all fights that you'd be looking forward to. It's a win, 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 win for everybody involved. Yeah, the one thing I will
1: say, though, is as far as promoting-wise, it's going to be a little, like, if, if Oliveira is the champ and beats Chandler, gonna be a little harder to promote you know because he he's not as quite uh as good on the mic as michael chandler not that michael chandler has great shit talk but right. you know he he he's a little creative you know with his post-flight call outs and stuff as you saw uh in his last fight when he beat dan hooker he had a good call out afterwards a little classic a little wwe like um copying rick flair uh but you know I'm also intrigued to see how the talk between Poirier and McGregor turns out because, you know, we know McGregor was a little bit of Mr. Nice Guy and he says, he you know, no more Mr. Nice Guy. So who knows if Chandler wins and McGregor wins, McGregor might go after him as far as shit talking, you know. Um, Poirier, I think, has a little bit of uh, animosity towards Chandler. So I think that the best promotion-wise – matchup would be Chandler you know because then it's like also another thing it, it, it becomes another match where it's like UFC versus Bellator you know uh which would also be interesting so should be interesting but as far as promotion wise I think the best case scenario for the UFC is for the belts beyond Chandler
0: I, I'd agree with that statement I think there's more storyline behind it as opposed to Oliver who doesn't really have that much Promotion backing, like you said, like he's not great on the mic. He can't really promote himself like those other three can. Chandler Poirier's obviously got you know the success to back him up there, and Connor is Connor. Connor literally yeah. calls out everybody. I think Connor called out Kamaru after his fight. on Yeah, Scott. which is unbelievable, but yeah, he did. So I, I don't even know how that worked that worked. That's like not even in the cards right now. No, I, I, you know what though you you brought up uh, kamaru and
1: he, you know what, I, I read today was uh, he wants to have a quick turnaround and fight at UFC 263, which he is could. interesting because that's soon. That's soon. And I don't even know who they would. He's healthy. Uh, oh, yeah, he's healthy. I mean, it would be interesting. And that's a very quick turnaround. That would be three fights this year already, you know, which is crazy. There's a match uh, payday for him. Massive payday, and it would be another big pay-per-view because they're going to have Adesanya versus Marvin Vittori on that card as well. So that would be a a, a big, big card. Uh,
0: have Kamaru and Adesanya on that card?
1: Yeah, I mean, and then they would also have... Um, they would also have Davison Figueredo versus Brennan Moreno, the rematch, which was a great fight the first time. Uh, so there would be another card with three title fights on it. Uh, which normally the UFC spreads that out, you know, but they're going hard this year. They're going really, really hard.
0: I mean, I thought 2020 was a great year for them. 2021, they have literally yeah stopped momentum whatsoever. Like they yeah. steamrolling rolling into the next thing. It's amazing to see how much this has grown. And Dana White's just like, he's unbelievable. I think he's probably the smartest, you know, sports businessman out there today when you look at everything that he's done. I
1: think it's hard to disagree with that statement.
0: And now 100%. they've gone public as a public traded company.
1: Exactly. And that's only bringing in a, you know, a higher wealth for them and uh, making the company more valuable, bringing in more assets. Uh, I, I'm interested to see how that affects their production at all, if, if we could even see that, um, or if that'll just be behind
0: the scenes and we might not really know. but. I think it could only help. It's only gonna make him more money at the end of the day. I mean, this, yeah. I mean, those YouTube boxers can't compete at this point. I mean, what are they gonna do? <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. The win of his career against Ben Askren, completely out of shape. I think we previewed that. I don't think we have ever uh, got around to talking about that. But Jake Paul no. knocks out Ben Askren. Now he's on to his next big challenge. What do you, what, what'd you think? We really wanted Ben to put him in his place, but... Yeah, we were hoping. We were hoping. It didn't happen. You know,
1: we could make all the excuses in the world, but it is what it is. You know what? This, Paul's an athlete. Fine. You know, yeah. let's face it. Aspirin doesn't really have great striking. I will say it was impressive that he was able to knock out Aspirin the way he was, you know, like he knocked him out pretty good. Did I think Askren could have continued? Yeah, but it probably would have stopped soon after. Um, So was it impressive? Yeah, but like Askren's not a professional boxer. He's not even that great of a striker in MMA to begin with. He was a grappler, you know? So at the end of the day, Paul's going to pick and choose who he's going to fight, right? And uh, he's going to continue doing that. And for him, it's the smartest thing because why end your career fast by fighting a good fighter? Or fighting two good fighters and, and you know, it downgrades you and then no one wants to watch you because they know what you are. If he can continue picking and choosing his fights, not fighting good fighters, he can keep that mystique and people will continue to want to see him lose. That's why people are tuning in. People aren't tuning in to be like, oh, you know, I love Jake Paul. He's a great guy. He's humble. He's, you know, this, that. Uh, I can't wait for him to win. No, it's like we want to see him get knocked out. And for me, I think that's the thing that annoys me most. and bothers me is that he takes this youtube part and and, you know we touched on this last time and he takes the youtube part to to you know cross over and try and fight people and and he is like he's like a bad guy really but i don't know there's something for for me about like having the fans on your side you know what i mean and and uh you know what i was thinking if if they had fans there i think he would have got booed the hell out of I don't think, like, they had no fans there, but and I was thinking about how it would have been, but there was fans there. I think he would have got really, really booed, and no one likes this guy. I, I don't know one person who, who likes him in roots form, and this, unless, you you know, you hate Ben Askren, which could be understandable, but, like, no one likes this guy, you know what I mean? So, for me, it's like, you know, you can't wait until he just gets put on his ass, and I think a lot of people agree with that.
0: Was it at the the Usman fight where he was confronted by DC after the fight? Yeah, so that was that was
1: that was at UFC two sixty one. Uh, D- uh, DC, in between, you know, some of the fights, he had like two minutes, a yeah. uh, little break time, and he went over to him, and you know, talked a little shit to him, you know, and and uh, the way DC said, it, you know, it went down um he said before paul's bodyguards came over he had his hands in his pocket was very quiet and just you know was like what's up you know like what's going on and then once his bodyguards came over uh he started you know talking shit and knew the cameras was was on him and stuff and started to play tough guy you know but uh who knows you know he says it's different from you know his perspective obviously he's going to say that um dc ain't a guy that i'd want to fuck with though like former heavyweight, former light heavyweight champion in the UFC, like tough dude, great grappler, but
0: also man can strike. Like he's legit. So that's not a guy I'd want to mess with. Whatsoever. Well, like you, what you literally just said, like, as soon as the cameras were on him, Jake Paul knew exactly what to do. He, he put on the character. He got into a, yeah. a shouting match with DC. Yeah. DC would just sit on him, dude. Like, you, yeah. Not going up against DC. Like that fight would never happen because they're in different weight classes but at the same time, like you're not doing that unless you know that you're going to be able to profit from it because now that headline's out there on social media. It's on the internet. Paul knows what he's doing, which is going to be yeah. interesting to see what happens when Logan takes on Floyd. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. And that was, that was official. A- that was officially announced. Oh, my God, you're, yeah. A That's going to be outdoors, too. Huh? It's going to be outdoors, too, at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. Jesus Christ, that's gonna be on um- June 12th, I think. Yeah, so they finally wrote that one down again. It's a money grab, but could you imagine the embarrassment of Floyd Mayweather going 50 and one, losing to a YouTuber that's never won a professional boxing match in his entire life? I know it's a little crazy.
1: Like, I mean, all right, I was thinking about this the other day. Yes, Floyd is good, like, he's very good, and you know. Floyd is going to make us to the way everything works his way. Like, he just is. Like, the ref's going to be the ref he wants. Everything's going to go the way he wants the time, the, 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 the you know, location. Everything's going to go the way Floyd wants it. It happened when he fought McGregor, and that was why McGregor was at a disadvantage. You know what I mean? The ref was horrible in that fight if people were to go back and watch it. um, Pulling McGregor off when there was not even a clinch up. Like, How are you pulling off a guy when, you know, there's no clincher? Just horrible. So, you know, the ref and everything's going to be on Floyd's side. But when you think about it, it's like the man is much bigger than Floyd. Like, Paul is. And and I will say, like, I have more respect for Logan than Jake completely. I think Logan has a little bit of a head on his shoulders. He's making shit happen. You know, he acts a little more civil and not as uh, stupid, if I'm honest with you. Uh, so I, I don't mind Logan. I, I kind of like him to a degree, if you know you can call it even liking him. But uh, I don't know. Like, Floyd's getting older. It's like you never know. Like, you never know. And why even, like, he must really need money.
0: That's what like, I'm saying. He's always in debt. <laughs> why dead.
1: do this? Why do this? It makes he no sense. He spends more
0: money on ridiculous things than I think any other celebrity that we know out there. I agree. I mean, because you got to think like, why, why, why
1: do this? Um, It makes no sense. And I'm trying to look for the date uh, of the re-announced fight for the, for uh, Floyd and Paul. And I I can't find it right now. I'm almost positive. They announced as June 12th, which would be interesting because that would compete head to head with UFC 263. UFC 263 is supposed to be on June 12th as well.
0: Hmm uh i don't because it, it's what exclusively on fanmio isn't it like that's where you have I, to buy the pay-per-view i'm i'm not 100 percent sure if i'm being honest i don't look too deep
1: into things other than mma <laughs> like when i see this stuff with paul
0: I know, and, that could and, compete i mean it's floyd mayweather oh it's gonna compete. I and mean, it's oliveira it's, versus chandler you know
1: like no no, no. um not 262 two, 263 so the pay-per-view okay. after yeah so, the pay-per-view after uh, Chandler and Oliveira, which will be well, Adesanya you will know, get
0: and Usman on that card, potentially.
1: I think you're going to get the MMA community completely on the UFC pay-per-view, and you're going to get a lot of the boxing and YouTube kids watching Paul versus... They're both going to do well, and I'm sure there will be people who will be watching both. you got to remember, a lot of people illegally stream. Um, so... It should be interesting to see how it both does, if it affects each other. Uh, it's interesting that they would go head-to-head like that, but, you know, they're both going to do well, in my opinion. It's going
0: to be June 6th, and then the, the UFC oh, is going well. to
1: It is June 6th? Yeah. Okay. All right. I had, I had the date wrong. I, I must have been... I don't know. Worst case
0: scenario, know. they could have done split screen. Like, I I would have watched both fights, but... Yeah, unless you're buying both of them, that's a difference. Yeah. Well, exactly. I
1: would go. I would. I'd be watching both, uh, but would not be purchasing it. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. I, I don't know. The they, it's really it, it's it's bothering a lot of people with go, with what's going on with with these YouTube boxers, and and it's everyone's talking about it. Media's are talking about it. Fighters are talking about it. And you know you gotta think eventually it's gonna fade down once they lose, you know and and but there's they're the the YouTube guys are trying to play it smart and picking their fights and not, you know, I don't even know anymore. you know it's it, they're they're doing what they're doing, and we can't really do nothing about it. We could only just sit, watch it play out and.
0: And go from there. You can't legitimize it until they beat someone that's actually relevant in the boxing world today.
1: Like they well, can't that is true.
0: competing against each other, like Jake Paul beating Ben Askren, like it's kind of a step in the right direction, but at the same time, the naysayers are gonna be like, Ben Askren was not in shape for that fight at all. It took him like six weeks to train, you know, like If if Logan Paul beats Floyd Mayweather, like they're on the map, like that, that's gonna change everything for them. It does change change a
1: lot, and and but my thing is 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 like the guy is so much bigger, he's so much bigger than Floyd. Like God forbid he catches him, God forbid he catches him, and and these guys train with like legit guys. It's not like they're dicking around too too much. They are taking it serious, partially because they have money, they can afford it. Uh, but you know. If they were just messing around, you know, I'd say, all right, this is an, even more of a joke than it already is. But I guess you could say they are taking it seriously, but they are training with really professional, high-level people and because they could afford it with their money. Um, so I don't know. I, Floyd, like we said before, he must really need money to do this because why risk something like this? It makes no sense to me, you know? And, and, and for a guy who's, who's been a face of, the, of boxing, You really must believe in this YouTube shit to be better for boxing because, you know, if you're a loyal guy to the sport and you think that they're, you know, disrespectful, you don't give them this attention. So they must really think he must really think that this is good for the sport unless he just is that selfish and just needs the money,
0: you know. Well, hear me out on this, just to play devil's advocate, just to be conspiracy theorist for a second. I thought, like, immediately when Jake Paul and I saw that knockout of Ben Askren, I'm like, that was way too clean, way too easy against a critically acclaimed guy who has done, who's mixed up in MMA and in boxing, as Ben Askren has. I always thought, like, right off the bat, like, okay, they just conspired together and they made, you know, they cut a deal, you know, like Jake Paul <laughs> won that fight. Because been asking to let him beat him. What if Floyd Mayweather needs the money so bad that he just says, "All right, fifteen you know, oh, this would be great publicity if this kid shocked the world. A YouTuber who has never won a professional fight in his life beats the greatest boxer who ever lived, and just skyrockets the YouTube boxing uh, uh, phenomenon that's probably going to blow up after that if that were to happen, creating more revenue for everybody involved."
1: You know, this is an interesting thing because Askren, it happened so fast and he made a lot of money at the same time. It's like, I don't really see him letting that happen because of just how he is. But at the same time, maybe he just doesn't care. You know, maybe he's fine with just living the, you know, the lie and just getting the money and just letting it be what it is. Um, Maybe that's why he really was like, "Yeah, I'm not representing the the MMA community in this. I'm just doing it for me, and that's that." Um, so yeah, maybe he was fine with taking the dive. It was a little fast. It was a little, you know, crazy that the ref wouldn't allow Askren to continue. Uh, it also was a little weird that one of the owners of the of the promotion thriller being Snoop Dogg, puts two million. On Jake Paul to win, and then you know it happened. It's like, well, why is the owner of the promotion? It's it's like Dana White putting two million dollars on Conor McGregor to win. Who does that? No one does that. You know what I'm saying? So like, that's also weird. I I could see it, and you know, a lot of people thought it was a fixed fight. They did, you know, Um, because you look at what Ben has been hit with, and then Jake Paul hits him. It's like, what? You know. I don't know if I'm being honest with you. Now, connecting that with Logan and, and Floyd, I don't know. I mean... It's interesting I, I, to discuss, though, Yeah.
0: sure, right? Like, I'm not, oh, like, for sure. going out of left field and just, like, taking that and putting it on the table. Like, I feel like a lot of people kind of thought that they may have, you know, cut a deal before that fight, and that's how it went down. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Asperin
1: made a lot of money. He made a lot of money... So it's not too out of left field, to be honest with you. And also, the thing is here, though, if Floyd does lose, and let's say he did take a dive and it was pre-planned and stuff, they're going to have to do that with every fight now from now on. Because if, if Paul loses to someone, that's a scrub. It's like, well, what the hell? You know, like, what? If they let him fight in a real fight and he ends up losing and it was against some YouTuber? It's like, okay, think about it. KSI beat him, right? So now KSI is better than you know.
0: That's Floyd the thing. Well. It starts that entire thing. Like it. Like if if they cut a deal and Logan Paul some way somehow makes it look like he can even contend with Floyd, Money Mayweather, and then beats him, whether it be by decision or anything else, I don't think that Floyd would even cut a deal for a, a TKO in any sense of the imagination, because he always goes the distance, anyways. But yeah, if that happen and, like, that scenario happens where, like, Logan Paul goes into his next YouTube fight and then loses and then just like, oh, total squash. That, that would happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's controversial for sure, but it gets people talking about it, which at it the always, end is the all they want because that's going to create fun yeah. for everybody.
1: Yeah, I, it, you're right. I mean, there's so much to it, you know, because boxing needs, uh, you know, boxing needs a, a refresher. It needs new things. This could certainly do it. But it creates a lot of controversy, and you think about it, and you're like, you know, it, it, it's a strange thing. I, but in my opinion, then they have to make everything fixed from there on out.
0: It, that's just my opinion, you know, and they probably could do that. They probably I'm, could I do know that. Everything would have to be fixed. Like, let's say Logan Beach loses with, and gets squashed in his next YouTube fight. Like, yeah, it gets people talking, but at the same time, all eyes are on it now. Like, people are even the average person is like, all right, let's see what's going on here. I'd love to see how this is going to turn out. And then, yeah, in the long run, there have to be a lot of fixed fights for like, yeah. Because if Logan just keeps losing, then it's just like, all right, now we're going to lose money. Now everybody's all eyes are on Floyd. Like you ripped everybody off. You put your legacy on the line and now destroying it.
1: Uh, Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I was never really a big fan of Floyd to begin with. And, uh, Doing this, I just feel like it's like backstabbing boxing. I'm going to still be stubborn about this topic and be like, I really don't think they deserve the the time of day with this. You know, like, I feel like they could do it the right way, which is doing it the way all the other fighters do it. And, you know, because there's a lot of talented guys who don't get up there as fast and takes longer because they just don't have a big following because they've been doing it since they were a little kid. And they are talented. They are way hard, more hardworking. They have more heart. And they're getting passed, you know? And it's like, for what? Because a Hollywood guy is coming in here and doing this? You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. It, bothering, but at the same time, there's it's, nothing we can do about it. It's nothing worth tuning
0: it. into the fight to see it happen, if it does, you know? Because that's a history-making moment, whether you look at it from – Oh, it's fixed, or whether like, oh my God, Logan Paul shocked the world. I can't believe he did this. Well, well yeah, I mean, and, and
1: another thing is, is to me, Triller is a joke, but this isn't Triller. You know, this is more of real boxing because Floyd's involved. You know, so this is this is the real deal a little bit with this fight, and uh, I don't know, man. It's just it's crazy, but it's it's also intriguing, and it's not going to stop bringing eyes in it's going to get my eyes continuing because I'm curious and I want these guys to lose. And it's going to continue getting a lot of similar eyes to me like this to watch, you know, but everyone feels at least a lot of people feel the same way. They can't wait until these guys are just done. But at the same time, it's like, people can't stop talking about it. You know, you see all these news outlets and media's talking about them, talking about that. You know, they got Dana White asking, you know, they're asking Dana White questions about, them all the time you know and does he really want to be asked about that no he's constantly criticizing these the the you know medias for talking about them but it's got everyone going crazy over it
0: I mean I guess we'll find out on June 6th that's at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami so where the Dolphins play they're going to have that I wonder how many people that they're going to sit in there
1: no way they Uh, uh I don't. I have no clue. I mean, it's Florida, so you don't know what they're going to do. But I bet they allow a lot of people in. Uh, well, I bet they go at least half capacity.
0: And then May fifteenth is two sixty-two with Oliveira and Chandler. Two sixty-three will be June twelfth, and then yes. obviously two sixty-four, the event we're looking forward to, McGregor versus Poirier three in Vegas. There's a lot going to be going on in the UFC, which means we're going to be talking a whole hell of a lot more on the show. Oh yeah, uh, talking oh, yeah. about fight.
1: Fight nice. so... Uh, 100%, and honestly, I'm waiting for the UFC to release the location of 263 because if it's anywhere where I could potentially go, I may go go see it, so uh, we will see. But, um, yeah, man. I mean, phenomenal fights. Absolutely phenomenal fights. And, uh, I mean, we didn't even you know, talk about it, really, but we also have Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards coming up, which is a great fight. Um, potentially you know, you know, a number one contenders fight. The winner potentially could face Kamar Usman, who we you know just talked a lot about, and uh Tony Ferguson trying to get back on track.
0: This is a, a life or death fight for Tony Ferguson. If he loses, he's just like in the gutter. I don't know for sure. where he goes if he loses this fight. For sure, for sure. But he's not facing
1: an easy guy in Benil Darush. Darush is not an easy opponent whatsoever. Uh, it is a three-round fight, which could be interesting daryush has dealt with some cardio issues and ferguson's got an unbelievable gas tank but you're right this is his back is against the wall i know we've been saying that for you know when he had his last fight but it really is now you know taking three losses is going to be super super tough but uh i think that this could be a fight where we see a revived tony ferguson he's training with freddie roach trying to get his striking rejuvenated and You know, he said, I became too predictable. I became too uh, one-dimensional. You know, I need to switch shit up like I used to. So I'm hoping we see a little bit of old El Kukui and we see a nice performance by him. But who knows? I mean, Daryush could come in and be a rock and uh, shock some people and beat Tony Ferguson.
0: I feel so bad for Tony. I really do. (laughs) I'm really pulling for him in this fight. But like you just said, I don't don't think this is going to be an easy fight for him. I'm I'm pulling for him, but this is not looking good for him, considering where he was a year ago and where like he should have been.
1: Uh, I'm I'm with you, and then uh, you know, like I just mentioned, we got Nate Diaz versus Leanne Edwards, which is going to be a cool fight. Uh, I think it's a tough fight for Nate, but there's a lot of fights that you can make off of this, and you got to think that the winner, if they do it in good fashion, will face Kamara Usman. And before we wrap up, I want to bring up Kamar Usman again and he's now has four title defenses right and there's a lot of talks about him being the number one pound for pound fighter in the world currently I think it's hard to make an uh, argument that he should be over John Jones just because of all of John Jones's credentials but Kamara Usman is not only approaching that title but he is approaching arguably becoming the best welterweight of all time I mean you have to compare him right now to GSP right uh, GSP has nine title defenses. Kamaru Usman has four. You know, I think if Usman can pass GSP's title defenses, I think that you can make the argument that Usman is the best welterweight of all time. And that is because I think the amount of talent that he has beat is better than the talent that GSP has beat. And that's not GSP's fault. I just think that fighters nowadays are much better than they were in past time. You know, technology is better training is different and better, you know, equipment, all that kind of stuff. I think just, and it's like everything, everything is going to continue to evolve. So I wouldn't say it's GSP's fault, but I'd say, you know, if you compare what he's doing now to compare to what GSP did then, I think Kamaru Usman has to get over uh, nine, you know, title defenses. uh, And then you can make that argument and potentially if he can do things such as go over you know the current uh win streak cuz he's on a great win streak right now as well uh he has 14 win uh win win streak anderson silva has 16 and john jones has a 17 if he could get over this hump he could potentially be looking at you know the best fighter of all time so i just want to see what your take would be and uh you know what would usman ultimately have to do to get that title of being the best fighter of all time or, you know, the greatest welterweight of all time.
0: I don't think he necessarily has to match GSP in when it comes to title defenses. Cause like you said, like he's beaten all now twice. And Jorge has become one of the more premier fighters that we've seen in mixed martial arts over the past several years with what he's been able to accomplish in the amount of time that he's been able to accomplish it. So I, I don't know. Kamaru Usman. I don't think he needs nine title defenses to even be like considered in the same pool with GSP. I, I think he's going to have to defeat more big names. Like if they ever get that McGregor fight done, like that's just another one to like the icing on the cake, so to speak. So I, I think Kamaru Uzman is very close to being considered one of the greatest of all time, especially in that, in that class division. But at the same time, I don't think he needs five more title defenses. I think he needs maybe like one or two more big fight, big title defenses where he comes away, not only with a win, but looking dominant in, in doing so.
1: Yeah, I could definitely agree with that. Um, As far as if he does it dominantly, uh, I think you're right. But like I said, you know, he is facing, you know, better competition than GSP did. So, you know, you could also take that into consideration as well. I guess I'm just a guy who's always looked at numbers, you know, who's done what as far as win streaks, uh, amount of title defenses. You know, you look at John Jones, he's had 10 title defenses. Anderson Silva had 10 consecutive And Demetrius Johnson had 11 consecutive title uh, defenses. So, you know, when I compare him to GSP and, you know, the greats of all time, this is what I look at, you know what I mean? So I was intrigued to see your take, because I think he's entering this pool for sure. Um, I think he's really, really good. And, you know, I honestly think if he were to go up to 185 pounds, I think he could go beat Israel Adesanya, maybe not on the feet, but I think he could close the distance, take him down, control him, and maybe get a finish or grind him out for five rounds. I think there's a blueprint to beat uh, Adesanya after he lost to Jan Blachowicz, and uh, I certainly think Usman can do it. Now, Usman's been asked about it, and Usman said he'd rather not fight Adesanya. Adesanya's a friend, and he'd rather have two African fighters have belts rather than one african fighter have two belts so i understand that but i certainly think that this man has a crazy amount of talent and he's continuing to get better so you know right now the world is in his hands and he can only get better from here so i mean i'm super excited to see what's next and like i said i mean if he competes at ufc 263 again has a great performance with a quick turnaround and is you know looking great it's like well what the hell's next for this man? You know, he might want to retire on top, you know, like Habib did or Henry Cejudo did, which I think we're going to get Cejudo back sooner than later, but I don't really know what's going to be next for this guy. If he beats, you know, a Covington again, or, you know, Leon Edwards again, what's next for this guy, but a super fight, you know?
0: I mean, that would be very, very intriguing to see Adesanya and Usman tangle up at that weight class. But I think, that, again, that, like, that would be a fight where if he walked away in dominant fashion, you'd have to consider him, if not better, or at least the same as, as GSP.
1: I think you're right, especially since GSP did go up to 185 and beat Biz Bing for the 185 title. He, so he did win the title in two different weight classes. Um, it, you know, Only time will tell. But I do think Usman has the capability of being probably the best fighter that we've seen other than Jon Jones. But, you know, you have an asterisk next to Jon Jones' name with all the stuff that he's dealt with in the past. But nevertheless, I mean, man, you said it before, the UFC doesn't stop putting on great fights, and we got a lot ahead of us. And uh, I'm sure we will be talking about fights soon. And we got a lot to talk about. And we got a nice trip. Hopefully in the future, well, not hopefully, I'm going to make sure it happens. I'm going to fly out to come see you. And we are going to go see the press conference and weigh-in of UFC 264, McGregor versus Poirier. Should be a great time. We could all hopefully put out some great content for it as well. And uh, this was episode 60. Jack, thank you, as always. Thank you guys for tuning in.
0: I'm so boned. I forgot to get my girl tickets for the show tomorrow and now it's sold out. It's her freaking birthday. Oh dude,
1: she's definitely totally gonna break up with you. She's definitely gonna break up with me. Should have used tick Wait, what'd you say? Tick-pick. Look. Oh whoa, 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 whoa. Dude. what? There are no hidden fees. What'd you guys think I said? Oh, tick-pick. I thought you said tick-pick. No hidden fees. Download today.